everyone. Welcome to the VBCOE podcast, a podcast for building code geeks. My name is Christina Jackson. I'm the VBCOE education chair and your host. And I'm sitting here with John Broughton, the first vice president for VBCOA, the building official for Franklin County. How are you doing, John? I'm doing well, Christina. Good, good, good. So um, we're just going to sit here and talk about you know, building code, building code stuff, uh, what the building code has taught you in your career. But let's start off first. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a uh, three-year building official, certified back in uh, 2019. Uh, moved to Franklin County at that time to take over that jurisdiction. I'm a 30-year uh, plumbing tradesman, master tradesman. Uh, been in plumbing most of my adult life. Um, married, I have one daughter that's uh, 28 years old. Her and her husband are building the home. So, uh, my wife and I just built our home in Franklin County. Oh, so, ex- exciting oh, life come during on. this time. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And so, your daughter lives in Franklin County as well? She lives in Christiansburg uh, up in the New River Valley, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Very exciting. So, you are a 30 year plumbing tradesman. How did you get into plumbing? I mean, how did you get into building code enforcement or become a building official? It started from the plumbing trade. Uh, You know, of course, we met inspectors on the job when we'd have inspections. Uh, They'd come out. We got excited uh, when they'd show up because they became friends and good colleagues and what have you. Um, So as I got older, you know, in the trades, you beat your body up. So... The old legs don't bend like they used to. Um, you know, your neck and shoulders hurt. Mm-hmm. So looking for opportunities to further my career without taking such a uh, punishment on my body. Mm-hmm. So I started actually looking into the, you know, the code side of things and was actually recruited by a building official from Montgomery County. Oh, wow. Um, back in 2003. Uh, he actually called me at home one day and said, did you see we had a job posting? Uh, just inspected your work. I uh, thought it was fantastic, wanted to find out who did the work. They said it was you, so I thought I'd call you. So that's how I got in, is actually through the plumbing work. Wow, <laughs> wow. Well, that speaks a lot to uh, your craftsman and your uh, taking pride in your work. Um, what role did mentors play in your building official career? Huge. Uh, I could name at least three people right now that were instrumental in my journey to be into where I am now. Uh, one is being a good building inspector to begin with. Um, you know, starting with the tradesman part of it too. All right, let's go all the way back, Christine. Okay, let's go all the way back. Uh, a good father with a uh, fantastic work ethic uh, taught that to me as a child. Uh, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. That's right, kind of thing. that's right. So that's where the work ethic came from. And then taking pride in your work as well came from my father. And then I met a, um, a master tradesman that taught me the trade, an Italian from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. uh, taught me the plumbing trade. So I advanced to master tradesman at that point. It so took, in order to become a master tradesman, how, what does all that involve? What all does that entail? It's, uh, <clears throat> they may have changed it by now because, <laughs> you know, like I say, <laughs> I've been in it 30 years, but it was four years of school. Okay. It was 240 classroom hours, okay. uh, 8,000 on the job hours to become a journeyman. And then you work under a master. You take the exam for journeyman. You work under a master for one year, and then you can sit for the master's exam. I think the classroom, instead of being in person, you can do m- most of it online now. Okay. You know, the Internet wasn't so prominent back when I was going through <laughs> right. it. Right. Um, so 
that's how you become a tradesman, a licensed tradesman mm -hmm. through DVOR. So I had that gentleman teach me the trade, which gave me a skill, a life skill. Right. Uh, the next was the building official uh, started getting me into the code world. And what was my previous building official, uh, uh, just prior to me becoming one, uh, we were inspectors together. Oh, okay. And so he actually taught me how to inspect jobs. Oh, and really? How to be thorough and how to be code correct, not John Broughton correct. Okay. You know, because there's a fine line in the minimum standard and what you like to see. Correct. We try to stay away from what Co you like to see. Correct. Uh, we may discuss it, but right. it goes back to the minimum standard. The minimum standard. standard. That's right. So, uh, leading from that, that same person mentored me to where I am now as a building official. Wow. A uh, colleague, I can call on him when I'm going through difficult circumstances. He always has a, a very good educated answer. So, um, VBCOA, moving on to VBCOA. Um, at least three people in this organization mentored me personally. Uh, which is why I'm on the officer board that now. That is awesome. Yeah. That, that just speaks volume to VBCOA. And so uh, you just answered my other question, what pro what role has professional organizations played in your life and your career? And so you have three individuals specifically from VBCOA who saw the passion in you, that you have the drive for VBCOA and the people coming behind you. You know, what, what What all did that entail? What all did that do for you to become a board member? In the beginning, when I attended, uh, you know, like VBCOA and VPMIA and, and these different organizations, I was really there just for the CEUs right. so that I could maintain my certification. Like most of us. That's right. <laughs> so going to the first mentor, like, John, why don't you get into leadership? Why don't you get into your local region? So the first thing I did, stepping into leadership, roles was uh, starting with region two mm -hmm. I became the chair um, ended up serving two terms there during that time the other two folks kept mentoring me for the state organization and um, you know it took a couple of no's before I said yes okay because <laughs> uh, you want to be committed that's you right know, you want to you want to put your best foot forward and, and your best effort and take pride in it right uh, so I'm going to pay it forward now that I'm on the officer board, uh, moving forward in my journey through this organization, looking back, I'm going to continue that mentorship because uh, it's really why I'm here today, to be honest with you. So you value the importance of relationships yes. in this type of career field. Yes. Um, those relationships have taught you things, but it's also helped you be motivated to teach others. Yes. Great, great, great. Appreciate it. And that. just like yourself, I love to educate. Uh -huh. So even on a local level, in my local jurisdiction, uh, we put on classes constantly, code update classes. We do things for the VBCOA as well to bring in, you know, uh, funds mm -hmm. to help out with the organization. Mm -hmm. But also my locality promotes me to do local contractor training just to keep that, that um, relationship uh, nice and solid right because uh, you know they came through a bad time before i arrived so we've got it in a good way okay our whole staff good. so the education piece like yourself that's the reason i brought that up that is a valuable component to the whole you have mentorship and you have the education piece and all that is communication with Correct. others uh, with your colleagues mm -hmm. new folks to the organization mm -hmm. but it also helps make 
the organizations feel fresh. Yes. Feel, you know, like they're innovative. Not only are they just sticking to the traditions, but they're also embracing the new things that can come along and help your organization grow and become bigger than what you could ever imagine. Yes. So I appreciate that. All right. Last question. How do you feel technology may evolve the building code officials in your locality or in Virginia beyond? Well, just like you've brought forth in this conference, you know, thinking of new ideas, you know, how do we reach the new generation? You know, uh, we were young. We're finding out that we're getting older. Yes. Uh, we want to stay in contact with the younger folk because we want to bring them forward as well. Mm -hmm. So just like with the podcast, uh, I'm a big fan of this. Um, anything else that you can think of, it's more about making sure that you have consistent contact. Yes. <clears throat> so one thing that I plan on doing moving forward is, you know, we have eight regions in the state mm -hmm. with BBCOA. I'm planning on getting with each of the region chairs and visiting each one of the localities, um, um, sitting in on a meeting. So some of the previous mentors, that's what they did. They yes. showed up at your region church Yes, meeting. yes. I was just getting ready to say that. That reminds me of, you know, how I got involved in uh, VBCOA was I was at a region meeting, and I want to say the president at the time might have been Chris Bridges. Mm -hmm. And Chris Bridges came and he spoke, and I was like, is this man and why is he coming all the way down here to speak with us but the importance that he felt like you know i gotta continue to keep the organization going all of our regions matter and, and you know encouragement, encouragement. so it, it was just it was just great to see so I, I appreciate that i think that that will bring um everybody will be encouraged by that because i think you know right now with covid and everybody having to get restarted with meetings yes. and, and stuff like that um, but as far as technology evolving, do you see in the future streaming the conference or having a hybrid option? Because I know we did that once and we were fairly successful. You know, we had a couple of hiccups, but how do you foresee technology um, evolving like our conferences and our meetings? You know, I am a fan of doing the streaming and what have you. Uh, the only The only thing that would cause me to be cautious about that is these conferences, we want people to attend in person. We want to shake your hand. We want to greet you. We want to hear how your work life is, you know, going. Maybe your family. Mm -hmm. We might get personal, you know, on a you know a light personal level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, through Zoom or through any of those platforms in live streaming, um, you lose the personal effect. Mm -hmm. But as far as the technology goes, you may always attend the conferences, and you would like to but you have something in the way of that, um, those dates that are scheduled and you would still like to attend uh, because you're a, a consistent, um, uh, devoted member. Mm -hmm. So those situations, it would be great to have the, the streaming technology. We do encourage in-person, you know, uh, getting COVID behind us, hopefully. Uh, we definitely encourage the in-person contact and the personal experience. Well, one of the things that I was thinking of, John, and I, I just want to pick your brain about this, is that maybe uh, having the conferences recorded, like the sessions recorded, and then having them available for members after the conference is available, you know, so that they can get those CEUs and be able sure. to look at it and see. Because if we advertise that or be able to show people the valuable training that we have, I think it just helps promote 
somebody to be like, I need to go there. That's I need to right. be in the room where it happens that's uh, yep. to, to be able to get the full benefits of the, of the training. I think that's a great idea, Christina, because, uh, you know, having uh, we spend a lot of time organizing education. Uh, we try to get the highest quality education that we can at our conferences. Um, even the local region chairs try to get the best education they can at the locals. Um, so, you know, banking that education and recording it and sharing it with our members going forward is a great idea uh, going forward for sure um, because it makes our organization more valuable as well because we're a resource of knowledge uh, with all the various trainings. All right. Well, thank you, John, for taking the for time to me. interview. I appreciate that. And again, this has been VBCOA, a Building Code Geeks podcast.